0: Lit boy, everything goes. We now return you to regular programming.
1: For the thousands of people listening to the Everything Goes podcast right now. It is a terrible muggy day right now. It took me a while to figure out what I wanted to say. Uh, we are in a, the
0: construction zone of our podcast room and it is hot as balls in this room.
1: Hot. Hot. I, was
0: at, I gotta tell you, it was, it was a great day today. Beautiful day. Sunny day most of the day. Then we had a
1: storm come through, but I love the Summertime. For those listening to the podcast, we did start a TikTok account. You may check us out at Everything Goes TK. There is no and in between the T for our TikTok account. I was not allowed special characters. Um got a good couple of clips up there of some of the athletes that we've had on and uh it's pretty cool seeing it blow up a little bit. It's really hot here. But the let's Yankees get into the it.
0: Yan- <laughs> the Yankees are already losing against Boston. We were just talking about this before we came on the podcast. The Yankees need to the the at least win a series against the, an East component. I think we're like 17-23 and 23 against the uh, the American League East. It's horrible.
1: Well, MLB has been a very interesting uh, thing so far with the whole sticky substance, which probably 90% of pitchers have used some kind of substance. I'm pretty sure almost every pitcher out there probably has said uh, that they were one of those guys. But uh, check in in between innings, and if you're Joe Girardi and think Scherzer is up to something funky, you challenge... In the middle of an inn. What are your thoughts on the whole uh, just checking for substances? I hate it. I
0: absolutely hate it. And I think it's something that they should have sat down and talked about. I follow Trevor Bauer now. I never really liked the guy, but I follow his, his vlog now. And he made a perfectly good point. If you take the rosin bag... And you take sweat and a little bit of water, you can make a sticky uh, like substance. And Pedro Martinez said this. on, on uh, He actually showed it on Major League Baseball. He, you can take it and you can heat it and grind it to a point where it becomes sticky. You know. And, and what are they going to do? Are they going to come out and, and they're going to take the two things that you're allowed to have is sweat and rosin. And they're going to say, well, you're sticky. They're going to suspend you 10 games for that. I think they're doing this all wrong. It's something that they should have sat down, talked about. come up with a substance that everyone can use that everyone agrees on. I, raise the laces on the ball, do something because these balls they're they're not they're not good for baseball. They're trying to make it an offensive league is what the problem is. you seem to have a little anger coming out. oh I right? do I, I just hate when I hate when you make rules in the
1: middle of a season and it, it, I'm tired of all the change like, like yeah. they're talking about changing the pace of the game again. It's just like just just let it be baseball um there's a lot of players that are coming out and saying pitchers should have some type of substance, especially when you get into October baseball. Like, who wants a 95-plus and fastball high and in? You know what I mean? Like, there should be something. I get both sides. You know what I mean? Like, it's a substance that's helping pitchers spin rate and they're striking players out. But at the same time, if batters are going to be able to use batting gloves and pine tar and spray to grip grip a bat, which I'm not saying them gripping that bat is helping them hit a home run, but it's definitely helping them have better control of the bat. There should be something that should have better control for pitchers.
0: And Trevor Bauer made a good point, too. He's like, what if uh, Turner hits a home run comes in and he's got spray tack on his hands and he high-fives him and he has spray tack now on the pitcher's hand? Is he supposed to go run into the bathroom every freaking inning and wash his hands? You know, I I just don't like how Major League Baseball is uh, policing this, you know? There should be some type of universal bag in the back that everyone uses. Scherzer was frustrated. Sergio Romo was frustrated. Sergio Romo actually pulled his pants down at Texas Stadium.
1: I don't mind, like, the whole, you know, check after an inning in the, do it in the dugout, but like the Boston pitcher came in yesterday for the Yankees, he pitched one pitch and it was an out because I think he grounded out or something. And they checked him. I'm like, one one yeah. pitch. I think it's I think it's something
0: they should do in the dugout. They should have an official in the dugouts. You check them in between the innings. You go up the up the runway in in the dugout and you get checked there.
1: You talk about speeding up the game. I mean yeah. that's that's something else you threw in there now where umpires have to go out now and check the pitchers. I don't know how much that's going to affect the the game, but do you really got to check every single in let me no. see your hat, let me see your glove, let me see your belt?
0: I think what they should do is they it should be like the timeouts. Like you know, like the challenges. You get so many times that you can challenge a pitcher.
1: yeah,
0: And, and that's it. But my thing is, is is why now? Why now? Why in the middle of a season you want to mess with something like this that's going to aggravate a lot of people? You know, you have guys claiming now that you're, you're changing the way that we pitched. The balls, again, you know Major League Baseball keeps messing with these balls. Raise the laces up. Give them something to grip Give onto. Yeah. Stop making the ball smooth. You know, they're supposed to rub these balls in real well. But you know what? It's not working. If I've these seen... guys don't have grip. Do you want someone throwing a 90-mile-an-hour <sighs> fastball with no control? Like,
1: like Chapman, too, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen a, a TikTok where they're zooming in on this catcher's glove. I'm almost positive it was Gary Sanchez, you know, us being Yankees fans. And he's up on at the, at the mound, you know, and they hold their hand in front. And you can see, like, all this pine tar in the catcher's glove. I was like, that's smart as a catcher. Like, yo, here's, like... Actually, but that wouldn't work because umpires check. They're checking the ball. They're checking inning. their fingers. Yeah. I think so. that was just for the catcher to have a better grip as far as catching the ball. But it's an interesting thing. I, I I just don't I don't
0: like it because you know they went from they went from the rosin bags to them using suntan lotion and and stuff like that for tack. And now you know they they did go to a substance now that is that spider tack is like military grade stuff. I just think MLB should come out with a universal. Uh, some kind of solution, something that they can do where they approve it, you can use it, and that's the end of it. Either that or like Trevor Bauer said, have a machine that actually shoots the balls through a spray thing that actually makes them a little tacky to give these guys a little bit of control. I agree. I agree. They're taking the, the, the problem. The problem with these sports are, and it's the same thing with the NFL. The NFL calls so many freaking uh, fouls on offense now for the defensive players. It makes it tough to cover receivers. And now they're doing the same thing in the baseball. You know, strikeouts are up. So let's how, let's change it again. I'm you know? tired
1: of the whole change. Like you yeah. know, they're talking about all, bringing electronic umpires in again. Electronic strike zone. I think mm. is what they were talking about. And, and as a baseball fan, it's almost like when's it going to end? Like when is there? Like, how much stuff can you truly change? Like, some changes have been good. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, the equipment, adding the C flap to the chin of the face. I yeah. love that move. You know, there's just certain things. the The pitcher clock was something. At first, I thought was stupid. I really don't mind that one now. But just there's so much stuff. That you know, they, you you they want, keep trying to add into it. If you want to make the game offensive, don't mess with the balls. You know, raise yeah. the laces up.
0: Stop doing shifts. We talked about getting rid of shifts. Put a limit on shifts. You
1: don't have three a game or something like that, or one an inning.
0: I mean, th- th- I it, think it was
1: Buck Showalter's was on the on commentating last night, and the one guy asked him, you know, what, "What's your opinion about the shifts?" He goes, "Well, if I was able to change it, it'd be two guys in each field, like each side of the field." You I know agree. what I mean? I agree too. Like a shift is nice. I mean, when you have a when you have a second baseman playing out in, in like short field. Well, they about like like Manny Machado, for instance, has been, has been playing more right field than third base, and it's yeah, it sucks as a hitter. Like. Sure, like some guys can only pull a ball, and some of the best hitters can spray the field. But even if they do a little shift on you, like shortstop up the middle, like that takes it. It sucks.
0: You know what's sad about baseball, and I know Dexter feels on this podcast, he'd be saying the same thing. It's sad that these hitters that make multi millions of dollars can't take the ball opposite field. Yeah, you know, like a DJ LeMay who yep. can. There's certain guys out there that can do it, but there's guys out there that can't even lay it on a bunt. I mean. Yeah. You don't, you don't from shortstop over, that whole side on third base side is wide open, and all you got to do is push a bunt that way. You don't see a lot of bunt no.
1: happen in MLB anymore. But well, I remember watching uh, Freddie Freeman take BP one time, and he was like, You know, you see all these young guys that, that hit the ball with the fence, and they get so pumped. And he said, How many guys can do this? And he hit like eight balls in a row to shortstop. and he's a lefty he's like he's like showing like if I need to I get the ball where I want to in situational baseball yeah but even the trajectory of the swing now that's all changed
0: everyone's swinging for home runs anymore that's why strikeouts are up these guys just want to power the ball over the fence and you know I miss the days of like Kirby Puckett you know Tony Gwynn Wade Boggs Guys like that, you know, Cal Ripken Jr. Guys like that that Good will come up hitters. and they'll give you 200
1: hits a season and they'll freaking spray the ball over the field. Well, you look at the young generation: Tatis Jr. and Vlad and, and Sho Itani. I mean, they're they're all around 23 home runs already halfway through the season. They're, yeah. they're going. Um, Vlad hit another one today. I mean, I mean, he's a big boy though. The power. I mean, you look at like Tatis Jr. Right, almost like, uh, who, oh God, Christian Yelich. You know, these tall stocking like. I'm not saying Tatis isn't big, mm-hmm. but you're getting a lot of these slim guys that hit in bombs, yeah, and I'm just like looking at myself like, what am I missing but But back to
0: the Yankees, the thing about the Yankees right now is you know the last time we talked, we talked a while ago, and we were said that we weren't hitting, and we, we are starting to hit a little bit, and Voigt coming back is huge. Voigt's batting like three thirty five and he's got hit in every game he's been back, but the Yankees are dead last in the American league in o p
1: s what is OPS? I always forget that one. I think it's off- offensive performance stats or something like that, like runners in scoring positions Oh, something like I th- that. yeah, like yeah. I, I'll agree. With you. I think we're hitting, yeah. but we're not hitting situation. No. We're not hitting key situations. So we're, we're, hitting, we're, we're hitting a lot of double plays. We're, we're not sacrificing. Oh, yeah, we just, flies. We just we're not one. We're not
0: getting people in. We hit in the seventy-three double plays already this year. We're uh, we're tied with Houston for like the highest amount yeah. of double plays. Like this year. bottom of
1: the ninth last night, we we're down by one, two singles in a row. Mm-hmm. Frazier has like a twenty pitch at bat, strikes out. Dijon Lehu, next at bat, double play. They say Yankees aren't stealing bases. They're not getting guys on, and our pitching isn't that great, honestly. No, our, our, our bullpen, went to Our bullpens, I, in my opinion, as far as the games I've been watching lately, our bullpen seems to be doing fine. It's, it's our started pitching. Yeah. I mean, Herman. Her- her, I think Herman's her- her- trash in my opinion right now.
0: Well, he had a couple good outings. Now he's in a slump again. Last night he gave up like five runs or something like that. And now uh, Jordan Montgomery. He's another this one. He's right struggling. Now. Talion. His last ad- uh, outing was
1: good. You but- can't screw up. The thing is, look at our division four teams fighting for first place the blue jays the rays boston uh, the yankees you, you you guys start winning i mean we're play we're losing i don't think we've won one game against the rays this year they said yeah, we have. Have
0: we? Yeah. Am I wrong for that? We're seventeen and we seventeen and twenty three against the, the the East this year, which is horrible. It's horrible. We're not. We don't dominate the East like we used to. Uh, if you lose these games to the Red Sox, I think we find ourselves eight games out of first place. You, you, these are the games you have to win. You got to split. You got to split.
1: And I'll say this because I know Rudy's listening. I will give Gary a big props. Gary was hot for a while, he's slowly slowing down, uh, but he's been a huge spark for the Yankees, uh, especially against the Royals. That was huge, especially with Voight, too.
0: Well, he uh, saved
1: us from what he, yeah. he saved us from losing the second game. Every, but we just we never have a lot of guys hitting at once. No, and that, and
0: that's the problem. That, you like, know, we're not putting it together. DJ struggling this year. They were. You talk, know? I
1: don't. I don't think DJ's struggling too bad. They were talking about Torres. Torres, his first two seasons, All Star both seasons. They're saying how he can't even catch to a fastball right yeah, now. I think he's like
0: one for 32. It's something in his, in his mechanics
1: he where he is just not hitting the ball well, and also just not playing the field well, in my opinion. I, th- and I had this. We had this discussion with Rudy all the time. As, like, he always always bash, uh, bash Gary. There's a lot of Yankees right now that I have huge question marks about. Like, Clint Frazier, I was high hopes on for You watch him. The swings he takes, got a beautiful swing. He's just not hitting the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Hicks, injured again. I would get rid of him. Uh, I mean, we keep going. And Duar playing great. Yeah. He's batting, I think, almost 300 right now. I could be wrong. High 280s, I think. He went two for four last night. Yeah. Uh, that first baseman they brought up, that guy was trash. I don't even know his name. But there, there are guys
0: in the minors who are really starting to turn yeah. heads, especially. We, we got to start doing something. We have a hot shortstop and second baseman down there. And I'm looking at the thing now. Hoy Young Park is actually, he's amazing. And they're actually working him in center field. If we can get his bat up there, and then again, you're bringing a, a young guy up to the, to the pros. Bring him up. But I, I think you got to start doing something because you got the trade deadline coming up. You got to figure
1: this out. Well, you look at our division, the race. Great farm system. They just brought Franco up. It's either Franco or Franco. He went two 4 with a double and a home run. The Blue Jays. Look at the blue. Look how young the Blue Jays are, and they're dom- they're not dominating, but they're winning games. Yeah, we got to start using our farms. I know, like Judge came up. I know Gary came up. But we got to get some young guys up here because we're not stealing bases. We're not bunting. We're not hitting. And you got to make these moves now because, like Torres
0: and them, they're not making a lot of money yet. If you can bring people up yeah. to get a spark, send him down to the minors for a while. Let him get freaking back to where he was and get his head straight. But you got to start winning games. The guys that these I would keep games. is,
1: I say it's 3 all the time. I don't want to get rid of Gary. I don't want Gary to suck. Like, Gary has all these tools that really help us. Mm-hmm. If he can stay Gary, keep Gary. I want to keep Judge. I know Judge is injury prone. I want to keep Judge. I want to keep, uh, I want to keep, Who's the third baseman? Why am I mind blank right Gio. now? Gio. I want to keep Gio. I want to keep Torres. If Torres can go back to his normal self, like, we got such young potential. Well, it's going
0: to be interesting with the trade deadline coming up at the end of the month. It's going to be interesting what happens because uh, you have guys like Devi Garcia who are absolutely struggling down in the minor leagues. Yeah. Are they going to move him? And, and if they do move him, who's going to want him? Um, what do you think
1: about the talks of uh, us trying to trade for uh, Scherzer? Mm, no. I would have wanted him two years ago. No,
0: I don't want Scherzer because, it, you know, he's older. They're going to want a lot for him, and I don't want to give up a lot for him. It, I, I would have wanted there him There are two guys years out ago. there that I would go after. Like, you know, there's uh, that former in Detroit. And I want low, I'll i take second-tier pitching.
1: Um, second-tier pitching might be first-tier pitching in the A's. Yeah,
0: so, you know, I'll take, like, a former, And uh, there's a couple other guys that are out there that I'd be interested in. The they're whole, talking about Kyle Gibson down from Texas.
1: The whole Scherzer thing is, is Scherzer's still good, don't get me wrong, but, like, I mean, there's one bad injury away from like I mean, he, I'm not saying he's old, but for baseball, he's old. Well, the thing is, you're gonna to have
0: to eat that contract. Yeah, and they're, they're gonna put them. We're close to the luxury tax, yeah. so it's gonna be interesting what the Yankees do, what they move. They're talking about Adam Frazier for uh, for the Pirates. They're talking about second they, baseman. He plays second base. He's and good. Oh, he's had yeah, a great year, but he's they're, they're talking. They're saying that we're in competition with Boston for him. If Boston gets him, man, because they never replaced uh, was it Bar- uh, Bracky. No, uh, Jackie. No, Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, they never replaced him. Well, he, if, he can play outfield, right? Yeah, if they get this guy and put him in center field, it's gonna be mm, lights out for the Yankees because Boston's Boston's legit. Everyone, everyone said that uh, it's just it's early in the season and not playing nobody, but you know, Boston's really is, uh, playing really everyone well. Everyone
1: thought Boston was gonna go downhill because they uh, they got rid of Betts. Yeah, I can't think of the guy's name and I feel terrible because I like watching him play. But they got that right fielder out of the, the Betts trade, and they put them side by side right now. He's having a much better season than Betts. He's batting like 286 last night before the Yankees game. He's got great quick hands. He's athletic. They interviewed uh, the coach of Boston. What, do you know his name off the top of here? Uh, Cora. Yeah. Because uh, he didn't play last year with a suspension, and they mm-hmm. asked him, you know, what would you do in your free time? He watched teams like the Rays uh, or some of the other teams. He, he was watching like the top three teams, uh, like San Diego. Mm-hmm. And he said, as I'm watching these teams, you see a lot of athleticism. Athleticism, wow. Athletic players, right? They got Kiki Hernandez now in center field. He's fast. He's athletic. He plays infield. Yeah. The, the, you see the game evolving where you got all these athletic guys that can play multiple positions, they can steal, they can run. It's the same way I used to coach. And then you look at the Little Yankees. guys around. We have all these power hitters where nobody can steal. I think the only guy – like Tyler Wade comes off the bench once in a while to run. But I thought that's such a good point. You get these young guys that – t- look at San Diego, for instance. San Diego has so many guys that they move around. Besides Tati staying at short and Machado staying at third. They have a second baseman that floats around from second base to first outfield. They have such a great, talented team. They just swept the Dodgers. That team's on fire. right well, now. Well,
0: I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but that all the mom and dads out there that I used to coach your kids. That's you know when you got mad at me. That, that's exactly why I did it. Because when you're in a situation where you need a player to move and yeah. go, hey, Johnny's not just playing shortstop today. He's gonna play shortstop. He's gonna yeah. play outfield. He's gonna play second base. He's gonna move around because the more you learn. The better off you I'm are. I'm happy that I was taught how yeah. to play
1: different positions because, like, you can catch, you can pitch. As, you can as play a coach anywhere. on my own team now, like, if someone doesn't show up or if I got to put myself, I could play anywhere I want to. You know what I mean? I could pitch, I can catch. And, yeah. I, and not toot my own horn, but I could play decently yeah. at almost all those positions. Absolutely. And I always hated when we were younger when one guy only wanted to play at one position. Yeah.
0: That's just parents living through their, you know, if I through their kids, you know? Yeah. But uh, the Yankees, the, the, the one problem about the Yankees is, is, we haven't put the whole package together yet. No. You know, we got to get better starting pitching. We got to get more dominant with our starting pitching. After Cole, I mean, it's it's it, who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? knows? Showing up, you don't know what you're going to get. And then you know, with Seve Seve, you know, excuse me, he had a setback, you know, hamstring
1: inj- injury now. So who knows when here's he's coming? A, here's Clark a, here, Schmidt. He's he's the, he's just to show he's you some, how bad our pitching is. So Garrett Cole, two point three three ERA. He's our best pitcher. The walk to to strikeout ratio was ama- I think he had. I could be wrong, but he had like 93 innings pitched, something like that, and like 15 walks. It could be a lot lower than that. Yeah, and that's amazing. Next guy, Montgomery, four ERA. Herman, four point three. Talion, five point one eight. Yeah, it's hard. Kluber, one. is Kluber even back? No, he, he's got a three ERA. They're saying August. King, five. I mean, four point zero five. It's just like. Where's Clark, our young Where's our young a, talent? Well, you know Debbie mean? was
0: supposed to be up. Debbie's ass. He's he's horrible. He's struggling in the minors. They've got to send him down to double A, not triple A. And Clark Schmidt, he can't stay healthy. I haven't heard anything on Severino. Oh, he just had the hamstring injury. So, you know, he's been throwing, but who knows what's going to happen with him.
1: I watched Britton come off the mound yesterday. He threw and looked like he, he grabbed his hammy right away. I, I
0: honestly think they should
1: make Jonathan Loeza make him a starter. What's his face? Um, bullshit. Ugh. God, what was the coach's name I just talked about, the Orioles coach? Buck Showalters. Mm-hmm. He was praising him last night, saying this is a guy that they should really try. I mean, throw a like 100 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. But they don't know if they want to make him a new starter because— He had, like, five strikeouts and two innings last night. He might, you know, outgun himself where he gets tired, yeah. which is—it is, happens, but, I mean— but you get into a rhythm. Try I mean, something. you
0: look you look at Cole, you look at these guys, you know, DeGrom, these guys are throwing ninety nine, seven innings into a game. DeGrom's amazing. So Yeah, and his batting average is like four fourteen. I, I said to someone on the other day on my team, I
1: said, for those people that say baseball is an easy sport, tell them to watch DeGrom. A guy that throws yeah. what can that can hit 101 with a ninety three mile an hour slider. You're not you're gonna tell me that's a hard that's not hard.
0: No. I want you
1: to go he, his ERA is under .5. Like he's making his way to possibly be the best pitcher in history of baseball, which is crazy.
0: I'm trying to see uh, real quick what the scores of the Yankees game right now. It's still – oh, it's 3 nothing. So the Yankees are back to it again. So, uh, you know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch, it really man. is frustrating because, you know, I miss George Steinbrenner. George would have been freaking firing people like crazy by now. He would have been – <laughs> trade deadlines were amazing with George Steinbrenner. So
1: it's going to be uh, – We have four guys batting above 250. Yeah, it's nuts.
0: Anyway, let's talk about the Sixers. we got to get, get into the Sixers quick. The Sixers absolutely laid an egg again in the playoffs. You know, they could have wrapped that season up several games in after uh, a couple of late, late uh, debacles where they were up 18, up 25 in the second game, and they ended up blowing them. Uh, the whole Ben Simmons thing, um, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not for getting rid of Ben. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm frustrated with Ben Simmons. But we drafted him knowing he couldn't shoot. I think Ben Simmons got cold feet. Yeah. You know, he stopped doing what he does best, driving and and getting in the lane and creating a problem. But there's more problems than Ben Simmons with the Sixers. This
1: is also you think about Ben Simmons, this is a Philly fan thing. Yeah. Philly people need to remember when Ben during the season, when Ben Simmons and Embiid played together at the same time when they both weren't injured, our team was elite. Yeah. Ben Simmons had a great season. Goes into the playoffs. Has a late lazy, lazy eggs? Absolutely happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to get rid of him Shot yet. Like 32 from the foul. Line. I think he lost his confidence. Yes, he was definitely. not powerful into driving into the rim, but like Charles Barkley said, I think it is time to sit down with him and say, I need you to try and shoot. He does it in his workouts and I don't get why he does it. doesn't do it in the game. I get it. It could be, it could be nerve wracking, but you we don't want to miss with the Philly fans, but to get rid of Ben Simmons, not yet, ridiculous. not yet. I don't want to get rid of him yet. I'd love to get McCollum, for that trade. Yeah. But I I, I want to go get, like, Kyle Lowry. I want to go get someone that can bring shoot. Bring Lowry,
0: and Lowry would help.
1: And if you can move Simmons from the point guard yeah. and have a little guy control, because, like, having Seth Curry this year, you think Ben Simmons scores 10 points that last game we went? Oh, yeah. Because Seth Curry and Embiid went off this playoffs. Yeah, but you know what? The, another problem with the
0: Sixers is, and, and this frustrates the hell out of me, is why is Joel Embiid getting the ball so high out in the paint? You know he's out by the three-point line. He's out past the foul line, getting the ball and trying to post up from there, and then trying to drive in. Get your back, your back against
1: the backboard. Get down deep where you catch it, and one move you turn and you shoot. I mean, he does that. I don't mind. I don't mind Embiid taking threes anymore because he makes them a lot. The thing I don't like is when Embiid gets under the rim, he loses the ball a lot. I think that's the biggest takeaway people need to look at with the Sixers is our turnovers. Absolutely, we're almost fifteen. During one game, yeah, but you know what? You get rid of those turnovers, and Ben Simmons. You don't really need to give Ben Simmons a a jumper. Like if he would practice his free throws, we win those games too. You know what I mean? Like there is so many other things to point out besides
0: Ben Simmons can't shoot. That's why you guys lose. But you look at you look at game one. Game one, we start out bad. We finish strong. Game two, game three, we shot over sixty two percent from the field. We were amazing. That's game seven. We ha- we went on a stretch where we were missing shots, going down, taking one shot, missing. You know, Curry wasn't he wasn't Danny sharp by the way. Going away. down was all. Yeah. F- Tobias oh, Harris missed a lot of freaking easy shots. Joel Embiid missed a lot of easy shots. We left uh, we left the door open for Atlanta. And you know yeah. what? You can't do that, especially what was that like game
1: four when we pull our starters with a whole quarter left. Yeah. Another, another reason too. I don't want to get rid of Ben. Is you look at the young talent we have? Thybul, great defense, yeah. can shoot. Maxi. They started. They put Maxine at one point, almost the whole game. There's a lot of young guys, and even Shake Mill, I'll throw him in there. There's a lot of
0: talent, but I feel bad for Shake because Shake didn't get a free shake. You know, he he got he got had that game where he went off. Yeah. But then when you take a player and you sit him the whole game on the bench, and then you bring him out in the fourth quarter and say here, try to help
1: us. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. Yeah. I mean there, You're cold. There's so much more to go in rather than just pointing the finger at, at Ben. I mean, Ben is and Shaq has a good point. You can't go game 7 saying, "Yeah, I just wasn't f-. like you know 2 games yeah. in that you're you're our second best player." You can't have a lack of confidence. You have to drive into that room, make your free throws when it counts, and
0: not to mention we were like the second best defense in the uh, NBA, it did not show. and it, it didn't did not show. show. Didn't show at all. You know, I just I don't. The play calling has to change. You know, we do not create. My thing is, is, and I, I'm going to keep stressing this: Joe L. Embiid, when he gets the ball so high out in the paint and he turns and tries to dribble past people, it's annoying.
1: Get your back to the to the backboard and just yeah. post up and dominate down there. You talking- know. To talk about a positive too, like I thought we had a really good season compared to the past three. Oh yeah, finished first in the, in the ins Doc, I thought Doc was a great coach for us. Great defense. I thought that just everything went well. Obviously, playoffs is a different is a different story. I just hope that that Morey guy, the GM,
0: does not shake this up. I, I just really no, hope he doesn't. I, I, I think, think
1: we still have a, the one of the best teams in the East. Look, if
0: you let Danny Green walk, then you got to bring Lowry in. Yeah, if you, I think if you bring Lowry in, that's you, a, that's let, a, you I would, let him that would take be our Lowry. point guard. He can give you twenty points, fifteen yeah. assists a game.
1: That's what we need. He's kind of like that, like dirty, like yeah, tough play guy. He, I feel like he'd fit in Philly. The only thing I couldn't stand too about these games is, dude, the fouls, man. Oh yeah, every time oh, someone goes to the rim, it's a whistle. It's pong. it's annoying, especially in, in for Game it. Seven. Like, yeah. let him play it out, man. Yeah,
0: that's one of the things everyone was pl- uh, posting on Twitter. It, game 7 was horrible as far as fouls. I kid you not, that
1: whole first quarter, I swear, every time somebody went to the ring, it was, it was a foul.
0: And I'm going to applaud the NBA because I'll tell you right now, I cannot wait when they implement this new role. With, with, and then they are actually looking at tape of Luka Doncic and, what do you to call it? Trey uh, young. Trey young. Doug, that, Steph that unorthodox does, Steph Curry shot. does it. It's going to be an it's, offensive you,
1: foul. You fake a three or fake a two, and they jump, the defender jumps, and you jump, jump into, into him. him. I hate that. And you know what annoys me about Trey Young? And I, oh my God, I wanted to freaking punch the TV
0: screen. When he does that fake where he flicks his head back like somebody hit him, yeah. I want to pull him by his nappy hair and just yeah. throw him to the ground. Listen, I really do.
1: As much as Trey Young is the villain. You got his like, That kid's twenty-two. <laughs> he's, he's great, and he thrives on the road. Like, How do you think that Dallas Mavericks feel? They passed on him and took Luca. Over. Like in New York, when he was sitting there, and they were, yelling, F-Trey, yeah. you F. Know? Trey, and he's just sitting, there like, taking, it like, yeah. I. It's like he feeds off it. Like, and keep I, doubting me. Keep doubting me. I think that's what annoys me
0: too, because he's so freaking smart for being so young.
1: Yeah, you know what? And that's it's so frustrating watching him play because. When he, a lot, What's crazy is most games he played with us, against us, he was quiet the whole first half. Yeah. Fourth quarter comes around, it's like a click. It's like, all right, we need that, to win.
0: True story, and Ty can vouch for this because I went nuts the night it happened. Uh, when Trey Young, during the COVID, put his a, number out there. Live feed on Instagram. Live feed. I got a message, and I was laying in bed watching the Sixers game the one night, and I got a message from uh, just a, a random number, and it said, come check me out live on Instagram or something like that. And I, I messaged back, who's this? And he goes, it's Trey Young.
1: But right when he wanted to text him back, it's like when it went to an automatic phone number, like, "Hey, like text this words." I was get, like, get "Oh in my line god." He didn't and, realize what he was doing.
0: Yeah, and then I I jumped on. I was like, oh, "Come on the podcast, come on the podcast, come on the podcast." And then I got to the point where I just stopped answering yeah. anymore. But I got lucky that one, just that one, one time. Second, but Trey Young, uh, you know, Good you player. got you got to applaud him. Yeah. You, you He's know, a I, as villain. much as he annoys me, you know, and that little that little floater that he does, and then he sets you up. He drives and sets you up and does the alley oop to, to the yeah. Capella and a bunch. I of I gave other the,
1: the Hawks credit. The Hawks played well. They got blown out last night. It, yeah. When I looked, it was like one hundred and sixty-one. at one point. First eight, game bad. one against the Bucks, though he he uh, he shook Showin's ankles and he stood at yeah. the three-point line for five seconds and went like this. He made it. Well, they
0: have the weapons on that team. They really do. They have, Collins is great. Collins you know. is really good. they got good. great shooters on that team. There is a little tension on that team from, from some of the rumors that were out there. But Trey Young, you know, in, in game one, he was the youngest player, the second youngest player to score 40 and have at least 10, 10 assists in a game. Uh, Luka Doncic was the first one to do it.
1: My biggest takeaway with it was Seth Curry stepped up yeah. when Ben Simmons didn't. Yeah. Like he went off those final two games especially. Yeah. And I love to see that because –
0: that's what we need. We need more three point shooting. Better, better three. I mean, Tobias Harris, like he he was there. Corky, he he had a he had a tough couple of games. Yeah. You know, Cork Maz was freaking lights out in the first round. Second round, he, he was okay, but he missed a lot of open shots. Like I said, shots. I really
1: I really wouldn't. I'd get rid of some of the old the backup guys like Boston Scott. I'd let him go. Yeah, it's not Boston Scott. It's Mike Scott. Right. I always mix him up with yeah. the the running back. Um, uh, him. I'd I'd bring in Lowry. I don't I. It's gonna be interesting to bring Howard depending back. The, I was gonna Howard say depending back. on what free agents are out there, I'd bring Howard back. Howard can give you ten and
0: eighteen boards. He I like, he reminds me of Dennis Rodman. I He's like Howard's, all over
1: the glass. Uh attitude towards yes. the game. Yeah. Like he he wants to win. And I like that. I agree. I like the squad that we have. I really do. Even though it's tough to see Ben not shoot like everyone's always like, Yo, Ben can't Ben's not good. He can't Ben can get you thirty points without shooting. And it just—it wasn't there in the playoffs. At well, the end of the day, he didn't show up for playoffs. During the regular
0: season, he averaged 18 points, 10 rebounds. You know, it's like if football, we would have got that, it's like a football team over. having
1: the best defense in the league, and they just don't show up in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it happens all the time. It just sucks well, that it's always our teams.
0: The good thing about Ben Simmons is he is he's bypassing the Olympics. He's not going to play the Olympics. Yeah. He wants to work on skill set, so he's going to work on foul shots and everything like that. He answered his, his media
1: questions but pretty well too. The,
0: the thing that scares me is the Sixers were at that uh, that pre-draft combine, and his. Ben Simmons' agent showed up to yeah. meet with the Sixers. That kind of scares me.
1: Well, I think I think he, I, as an agent, I think, he's
0: under contract already. Like, if
1: I'm Ben Simmons, I'd probably want my agent in the Sixers. here saying like,
0: what are we I, gonna do?
1: I'd want my I'd go up to my agent, be like, hey, like I want to know if they want me here or not. Like, I'm not gonna work hard if they don't want me here. I'm gonna go yeah. work hard somewhere else. I mean, he's probably a little nervous, you know. Like, he uh-huh. wants to play for Philly, probably, but like, I mean, you got let's be real. If you're the GMs of the Sixers, obviously you're thinking. What can we get for him? Look, I
0: saw a couple trades, and uh, oh, my God. If we get John Wall and that one trade has to John Wall, I would I flip. I don't the want to ball. The only
1: trade that I really liked so far but, was them flipping with McCollum. Yeah, McCollum, it was, it was McC- McCollum and somebody else. It was two players. McCollum coming home. So you have a three-point shooter who's a good three-point shooter. I don't know how I feel about him being the point guard, though. But could you imagine Dame and Simmons together? Well,
0: you, then you make a choice. You make a choice. The, is McCollum is going to come here to be Danny Green's role? Or, but
1: he shoots better, though. He makes more shots than Danny Green.
0: Are you going to bring in... Are you going to let Seth Curry be the point man? No, or you are you going to be Shake he, Milton be the point man? What you
1: do is if you trade... Say you trade a Ben Simmons, right? And you get CJ McCollum. I'd go get Lowry. Bring him in. Or I'd have Maxie turn into a point guard. I don't think they can afford guard. all of them. Or I'd make, I'd make Maxie a point guard.
0: I don't know if they can afford
1: all of them. It's going to be...
0: Yeah, Maxi will be your point. Well, but Collins
1: aren't in any contract, <laughs> isn't he? I mean, just go give. Lowry's a free
0: agent, so, and he's going to, I don't know what he's going to get. And he's a little older. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want to see us lose everything. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah.
1: I mean, <clears throat> at the end of the day, I can't control what happens. I don't, I know what mm-hmm. we want. I know I don't really want to shake anything up yet. I think next year, if nothing happens again with Simmons, then that's a different story, but. All right,
0: round of applause for uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning going to another championship against the Montreal Canadiens, which I love to see the Canadiens take it in five games. But anyway, the NFL, there's a list of teams in the NFL that have not made a Super Bowl ever, and this is the list, and I want to talk with you about who do you think has the best chance of winning the Super Bowl this season. The Bengals are on this list. Uh, we had the Buffalo Bills on this list, the Cleveland Browns, the Arizona Cardinals, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Atlanta Falcons that have Jackson- never won, never gone to the Super Bowl, never gone and never, never, never won, won it. it. Gotcha. The Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the Carolina Panthers, the
1: Houston Texans, and the Tennessee Titans. Best opportunity right now, in my opinion, is the Browns and the Bills. You could say the Titans, <clears throat> but uh, I think that the Bills have just a great defense and a good offense and. I think Josh Allen gets better and better every year. Well, Then the Browns adding Clowney I think is huge for the defense, but I, I'd probably go with the Bills, honestly.
0: Oh, the Minnesota Vikings are on this list, too. Yeah, I wouldn't count them. Minnesota Vikings, I would say they're not at the bottom of my list. I, I think if I had to put them in order, it would be the Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Browns, the Tennessee Titans, and then probably Cardinals. probably the Cardinals are the Vikings. I, I think the Jaguars aren't going to be in it this year. I think Cincinnati's I not in it this year. They don't know defense. Cincinnati, Houston's a mess. I
1: guarantee you Cincinnati and, and even Jacksonville will have decent seasons this year. I don't think Jacksonville's just going to suck. I think they're going to be a tough team to play.
0: I think the Falcons, there's no way. The Falcons, they just lost Julio, so there's no That way. offense
1: is still good. They just got a great offensive tight end.
0: I got to tell you, though, I think the most complete team and and that's one of my lists too. I think one of the most complete teams in football right now, it, it's got to be the Cleveland Browns. The only
1: reason I'd, I would want to pick Cleveland over the Bills is the running back room, Kareem Hunt and, yeah. and Chubb.
0: Yeah, they're, they're saying here's a list of of the the top complete teams. So I I think of the first list, I think it's going to be Buffalo, Buffalo, Cleveland. If I had to pick – and I'm not saying they're my favorites to win a Super Bowl this year. I'm just saying of teams that of never won teams, it. Yeah. I think Buffalo and I think, I think Buffalo is going to win that division, first of all. I think Cleveland – I think Cleveland, the only team they really have to worry about, in my mind, is uh, Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh has a revamped offensive line. They they're going to be tough. Are
1: you just going to stamp on the Ravens there?
0: Yeah, I, I don't like the Ravens. And my thing is, and I had this discussion with you guys several times, when Lamar Jackson has to throw a ball, he's not good. He, I mean, sure, he's a strong arm, but if you look at his completion rating – He's not a good throwing quarterback and I think leagues the league's catching on and that's what happens with the best of the of the NFL you know they're going to adjust their defense to a running quarterback and when you force Lamar to throw, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Pittsburgh's going to be tough because they did revamp their offensive line and I think Cleveland I think Cleveland with with their team I, I think they're going to win that division. And that's just my opinion. But I think of all of all the teams, they have all these teams that are listed on here. They have Cleveland as number one as the, as right now as the most complete team. They're ranked first in pass blocking and second in run blocking. You know they're getting they got probably the best running back duo in the NFL. They get OBJ back. The defense they got miles miles Garrett, Javonni Clowney. Forget they got it, Tack I mean. McKinley, uh, Malik Jackson. You know they're just loaded. They're loaded. And you know, they have, they have Tampa Bay second.
1: I saw. Uh an article today that was like, you know, every one player, every team should trade right now. And for, I wanted to see what Dallas, I didn't get to see the scenes because that's right when we started. Dallas' number one was Jalen Smith. I would do that. They have Jabril Cox. You
0: know, they have Mika Parsons. I like you know, Van der Esch. Van der Esch is going to play his ass for sure. He he's, he's He's looking for a contract.
1: If he doesn't get signed with Dallas, I would take to New Orleans. They I didn't, know he's got that neck injury, but I would take But him.
0: they didn't pick up his fifth year option, so he's playing for oh, a contract. I would, I would, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Jalen Smith was second in the league in in tackles,
1: one year. Yeah,
0: so that doesn't make him a good linebacker. You know, he's still he's still not good side to side. He still I don't, has, he,
1: I don't think he's quick enough.
0: He still has a dead leg. And and one of the Dallas's problem. And I, and I'll take this to my grave. Dallas's problem is we never invested in a fat boy. We talked about this with the Armchair Podcast. They never invested with a fat D, uh, one technique defensive tackle. We picked up three of them this year. We finally have guys that weigh over three hundred fifty pounds on that front line, and then when your offensive line is blowing away our defensive line and getting into the secondary and blocking your linebackers, it makes the whole core look bad. Yeah. But even Sean Lee didn't look good last year. I mean, and Sean Lee, he's he's, a, old, he, yeah. he's old, but he's still a smart football guy. He's not with Dallas anymore, is he? No, he retired. He's a smart-minded football player. But you watch, and I, and I I I keep saying this: if Dallas's defense ranks in the top ten, they're going to Super Bowl. I'm not gonna lie. NFC Championship, like, I, I was, possibly Super Bowl.
1: I was thinking like Dallas is the team to watch this year. Dak coming back. Dude, from their injury. offense is gonna be stacked. Yeah, I, it's the defense that as, get a couple games in the season, see other defense roles. The Giants is still a team that I, I'm I'm high on. I was looking at uh, I don't know if you've seen the videos of this, but Jameis Winston, the crazy workouts he's doing, mm-hmm. and you see the, the 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 people he's working out with. You know, like sometimes Michael Thomas, all of our receivers, and our, I'm like, what's Taysom Hill? Who's who was he working out with? Because like. If, I, if I'm if I'm Mill, I'm seeing Jameis Winston working out all these starters. That that doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Like who are they gonna root for? Yeah. I'm excited. I mean it's like I think it's seventy days, something like that.
0: Yeah, well camp opens for the Cowboys uh, July twenty first because we play the Steelers in that Hall of Fame game. Yeah. But the top five most complete off uh teams in the NFL right now is number five the Buffalo Bills, uh number four the Chargers. Really? Number three the Kansas City Chiefs number two the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the number one team like I said before is the Cleveland Browns
1: they put the Chargers in front of the Browns
0: yeah Herbert's good and Colin Thompson we're trying to get you on the pod
1: that's on Carolina
0: (laughs) I know trying to get him on the pod I'd like to ask him about that division it's a tough division what division your division yeah Chargers man I'm just Chargers gonna be good that Herbert, he's amazing.
1: He's good, but he's, I, I he's couldn't amazing. name one receiver besides Keenan Allen. He's amazing. Well,
0: I can, I can look real quick.
1: It's just like the Bills, in my opinion, have a set. The defense, the offense. Sure, they could use another receiver. They have
0: Mike Williams, Jared Cook.
1: Jared Cook. I mean, he was uh, good, decent with the Saints. Trey McKinney. Jared Cook had two. Hunter huge... Henry. How about how about Jared Cook, who played with the Saints the past three years, went to the Chargers. Oh, Hunter oh, Henry's gone. That's right. What Trey he... McKinney's going to actually Where did where, Wait, wait, wait. Where did Hunter Henry go? Uh, for some reason I thought Atlanta, but I don't no, know. he went somewhere where uh,
0: the we Eng- were all like
1: New England Patriots because New England started picking people up. Remember that? Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, but their defense, you know, their defense, Darwin James, Joey Bosa, those guys were all oh, their defense is always good. Yeah. yeah. So Herbert Herbert was amazing last year.
1: NFL also just passed that whole for next year that you could wear your alternate helmets. Yeah, that's gonna be sick looking. They were showing pictures of like Jalen Hurts wearing the old Eagles helmet, Tom Brady and Gronk in the old. That's assuming that Tom Brady doesn't retire after this year, but dude, those. They said, imagine like, uh, oh, God. That's the running back for the Titans, dude. I can't. Derek, imagine Derek Henry wearing the old school jerseys and the helmet. So let's talk about real quick before we. I don't know if you're getting towards the end of this, but uh, the Madden cover comes out where it's Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And they're just sitting on the bench. So many people are talking about. Ugly and stupid. This so Number one, Patrick Mahomes was on the cover like two years ago. They were like, how are you going to have an MVP in Rodgers and the season that Derrick Henry has had, and neither one of them are on the cover? Instead, you have two guys sitting on a bench staring at a screen. Dude, like you, you, EA posted it. NFL posted it on Instagram. And the first 20 comments I read in front of Noah, This sucks. This is the stupidest thing ever. Like, I don't know why. Like, no positive comments on it at all. Well,
0: the great thing is, is if the Madden curse lives on, those two teams won't be going to the Super Bowl. That's true. So, you know, maybe it's a blessing that Aaron Rodgers isn't on. I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron Rodgers just renewed his golf membership in Wisconsin at the country club there. If he comes back and he plays again this year, you thought last year was amazing? I think, you know, they're saying that next year would be the optimal time to get rid of him. Oh, I guarantee you, man, he's gonna put on a show. He's gonna put on a show. He's gonna put on such a big show, he's gonna have teams lining up for him next year.
1: If I'm not franchised, I don't wanna get rid of him. Like I'm I'm bound I'm not bound. I talk, I had this conversation with someone the other day. I said, Imagine being a new coach like that guy was a couple years ago. I'm trying to coach Aaron Rodgers. You really think you're giving that guy demands?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, well, if
1: you go in the huddle and say, Aaron, this is the play we're going to run. Like, say it's, like, fourth fourth quarter and I play in the line. Like, this is the play we're going to run. you think Rodgers is going to agree with you? Like, do you think Rodgers is like, I'm going to that huddle. I'll call my own play. He Like, imagine, What are you going to do, bench him? Like, imagine being a new coach and going to coach LeBron. Do you think he's going to listen to you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that that must be so hard as a coach trying to coach someone that good. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I, I could. Like, I Imagine going to try and t- coach Tom
0: Brady. Well, it's gonna be exciting. I mean, it's gonna be really exciting this football season. And, and, and if he does, like I said, if he comes back, they're gonna win that division by two games, three games, maybe. Uh, he's gonna he's he's gonna be on such a tear, and he's gonna go out there with. I, I could see him throwing fifty touchdowns. And I
1: just he's gonna be he's gonna go out to prove a point. Jordan Love's been looking okay. I heard, I heard his first practice that he looked terrible. Yeah. And they were bashing him. And then his, his practice after that, he was throwing Yeah,
0: dimes. but Noah Noah had concerns, too. We were talking about, was it Tua that threw five interceptions in one practice? You know, for one, it was torrential downpour. Two, that doesn't mean anything. You know, that's when you want these guys to try new things, to try to make throws that you're not going to try to attempt in a game. I don't care if you throw 10 interceptions. This is how you wean out certain plays. Mm-hmm. We're going to run this play, and if you throw— Look, Dak threw three interceptions in into one, into one thing. one mm-hmm. thing. It happens. I mean, the only people that keep stats, uh, keep track of that are these guys that go down there and, you know, they want to make a big deal out of it. It's a story. Two throws, five interceptions. Big deal. Yeah. Big deal. As long as he doesn't throw at week one, who cares? Throw 10 in practice. It's true. Try, try to make throws that you're not going to be willing to attempt. I mean, if you build up your confidence, maybe that's a throw you make in a game. That's true. So it doesn't bother me. Training camp is what it is. But, but it's still do it. Sad do it. Make your This is my first mistakes.
1: season, man, without Drew Brees. That's all right. NFL
0: just posted you, you can watch them commentate on the CBS.
1: It's just weird, man. Like, no, like, that was my last time. They just showed it on NFL, on the Instagram page. They reposted today the, the video someone took of, like, it's Drew Brees standing on the field after the game, and he's, like, chilling with Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's throwing to his kids. And it said, the happiest ending for a GOAT. It's like, dude, that's so sad, man. It is sad, man. I felt the same way when Romo went. It's just like, I'll never watch Drew Brees in a uniform again. You know, you, you, like My you, whole life I've been yeah. watching that.
0: You root for that player so hard, and you want to see nothing but him to get a championship. Like, Romo, I felt so bad. You know, the Cowboys did him no justice. He had great offenses, never had a defense to help him.
1: Like, when you think New Orleans, the first thing you think about is Drew Brees and the Saints. Not me, I think of the Dome. Yeah, but when you think <laughs> of that Dome, like... Who do you think? You think Drew Brees. I think of a team that stole the who dat chant from the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals use hate who day. All right, that's yeah, stupid. You know, they
0: couldn't it not matter. Who does it better? They couldn't even come up with their own chant. A dome that's so old. So old? Like beautiful. Yeah, gonna, the dome's going to be silent this putting year. They're
1: beautiful suites in the bottom floor right now. Yeah, it's all right. They're copying off I'm the Cowboys. Know,
0: copying off the Cowboys.
1: Listen, when Reggie Bush came in there, how many people do you think that stadium holds? 80,000? 40,000? 50,000? No. I don't know. Is it like 80,000? Maybe he comes down. He he Maybe puts he puts, puts his fists down. They're all chanting "Who at and you probably can't even hear yourself. Where's the "Who they at? That crowd ain't. Loud. Look, I,
0: know I was there when they wore uh, bags paper, over their paper Bags and stuff. I remember when the Saint yeah. season
1: was so bad. I drew a bag on my yeah, head. I on remember the Snapchat.
0: Bobby Abair and Dalton Hilliard and Ray Jackson and all that crap. Man. But you know what? I'm excited. I'm excited for football season. We're actually looking in flying down for a Cowboys game, flying down and flying back the same day. That'll be interesting. But, uh, you know, let's talk about your baseball team for a little bit there, Ty. Yeah, actually been on a nice little run lately.
1: Oh, I think the di- most difficult part about coaching is these past two weeks and tomorrow is like 15 guys on the roster, and usually I only get like 10 or 11 to show up. So it's easy. Bench two, rotate them in. But now, like, I got the board next to me here. And I'm like, who do I not bat? Cause I don't want to bat more than ten in case someone gets injured. Most of the guys are hot, and I'm like, this is this sucks. You yeah. know, like who do you bench? But uh, it's funny, like uh,
0: it's not even benching. You know, no, it's you, not. they are still playing in te- the te- field. Technically, you can get them in the field, and you can get them in the game to hit if you're if you if you're dominating and running away.
1: Like I said all season, what's crazy is I'm batting fifth in the average for all the players in the league. I wouldn't even, I couldn't even tell you that because take Sunday for instance. We're lose it's zero zero. We're losing one nothing now. Bases are loaded. It's like the fourth inning. My mind, being the coach out in center field, is going 100 miles an hour. Well, who do I warm up? Who do I put mm-hmm. in? So I'm, I'm I'm warming someone up. I'm saying, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then you're sitting there, and you're like, all right, well, this pitcher's been dealing all game. Bases are loaded. He hasn't thrown a strike in like two at bats, but there's no outs. Do I pull him. Do I risk pulling him? Mm-hmm. You know, and you go with your gut and see if it works. And luckily, I pulled him. I put a guy in. Strike out the next three batters. We. We're still only losing one nothing. We come back and win. Um, and
0: the nice thing about coaching is, is you get to make the decisions, which is great. the The, the sad thing is, is it, the, there's a part of you that you don't want to hurt no one's feelings. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they have to realize it's a team sport, mm-hmm. and that you got to do what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: yeah. I, think I, I, I think I think the best <laughs> thing is knowing that this went from an idea at work saying like I might create a team to seeing your name on the schedule. We started like 1-3. And, and And I was, I'm not a
0: Marlins fan. I'm just wearing this to represent Ty's team. I was, we so, I was so
1: upset knowing we were 1-3 because as a coach, you know the potential of your oh, team. Yeah. You know how good you are. And we're just – I've had a lot a lot of guys on my team we've been playing two years. You can see how good guys are getting out. Like they're mm-hmm. getting back into it. Now we're 7-4-1. We're in third place. Next Saturday we play a very, very big game. And it's just nice. Like oh, yeah. third place, Marlins. Like, wow, like that's us. Like we're we're doing great.
0: No, Ty actually got the he blessed me on Father's Day. I got the well, – come out of retirement and coach third base. I don't even
1: know if it was blessed. I, I mean, a, you kind of just told me like, you were really just him, like, hey, coach coaching 17 third. 17
0: runs and you know we got in the victory. But the thing is, is, is is you really, really, really do have a good team. We do and good the, group the, of guys. No drama. The, the nice thing about your team is, is you have a lot of options, a lot of different things that you can go, and
1: you have a lot of guys that you can throw. You have yeah. a, a
0: a big pitching staff.
1: Like we talked about earlier, it's nice having guys that are athletic and can play anywhere. Yeah. Like my shortstop's out this week, so I know I can play anywhere in the infield, and I can move Will. Will's gonna play short, gonna play second.
0: The the message I have for you is is just go with your gut. Um, don't don't put friendship in front of it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you're all friends. But you know, I, I remember the biggest biggest thing for me that used to drive me nuts <clears throat> is when you had a game plan. It's out the window. And your starting pitcher. Doesn't make it to the first inning. I used to chew Dexter's ear off. What do you think? What do you think? Mm-hmm. And I, I used—that's what I do to Gabe. I go, what, "What are you thinking?" And what I used thinking? to bring. And he goes, "I don't know. You're the coach." I <laughs> used to pause games, bring guys in to start warming up. Just I, I've just, done that. Yeah, just, just to get things I ready. I think of everything that you've yeah.
1: done. Like I've called time in a game. I said, "Blue time." I have someone come off the bench, play the field. Go, go warm up. Yeah, just in case. Just in case.
0: But that's the nice thing about your team—you have
1: that option. Yeah. That's, you, that, you I feel like that gets a pitcher going? Like I used yeah. to hate when i be on the mound. I see you pause the game, bring someone. I'm like, "Oh fudge! I'm about to get pulled." Gotta start. We gotta start doing better now.
0: The thing is, you gotta remember though: is, is you're not just the coach. You're, you, 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 mm-hmm. I don't want to say you're a father figure, but you're, you know, you're more than just a coach. Let's just mm-hmm. put it like that. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you, you, you gotta go with your gut no matter what.
1: You Gotta stick with it. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, it was your call.
0: And like the, the nice thing is, is like I said, is is your team is starting to gel and play well. And like, like you talk, you, talk, game, you talk
1: about game plans. I don't do game plans anymore. I, I go. This is who I'm gonna start pitching. I know where I can move guys and I can rotate guys, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I used to like in and my in and I do the, the positions. Oh, yeah. I don't do it anymore because, like you said, if a pitcher can't go, like, all right, now I got I got to make sure someone can sit so they can warm up. Like, I, so I just go on the fly now. Like, all right, I sat I sat last and I'll play two in. Like, because like but dude, you like, saw what I went through. Yeah, because like you said, you have a game plan in your head. It's out the window after the first pitch if it's struggling. I used to
0: sit down at, and when we got to the playoffs, which we did a lot, it was amazing. I used to break down the game books during the season. Yeah. I used to break down, and I knew where players hit the ball, against what pitcher, where, where to place mm-hmm. the defense, how many hits they had. I used to break down what they did against. I used to drive mom nuts. And Dexter yeah. said, you're too good for this level. <laughs> you, you need to move up. It's fun. But I used to put my heart and soul into it because I wanted
1: nothing but the, the best yeah. for our team. And I feel and like I feel like I kind of like – like, you know what's funny is about four weeks ago, I told this man I was pitching against a team – Oh, and go. what were your words? You, you said to me, you know, I'm shocked. I thought you'd be pitching someone who threw a little harder and better. Yeah. And I said to him, wow. Like, wow. Like, clearly, you have not been coming to games because I've been throwing hard. And, and clearly, Ever you, since you, you have it. Let this go. Ever since you've said that, I have been throwing such heat. Like, you can ask anyone on the team. I've been going out there. i pitched against the Yankees. was striking out their best hitters. And I that next that, that day you said that, the next day I pitched nine innings. That's that's how well, bad I wanted that. Well, you, I was like I wanted to rub well, it see, in your
0: face. You can thank me for that. I'm the fuel that is energizing you to go out and dominate these. What's this sad year. though
1: is like I low-key feel like I tore something in my arm. When I throw normal, yeah. like it hurts so bad. Oh, yeah, if so. I throw as hard as I can, though, it, it goes away. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there's definitely something wrong in my arm. See, Ty's still salty because I pulled
0: him in a, a playoff game one time after like maybe eight pitches. He's
1: never had confidence in me. I still blame you for my yeah. pitching career. I came out of high school. I was such a good pitcher. You and then, think. wait, let me let me finish my story real quick. I came out of high school with <laughs> such a great pitcher. And we go into summer league ball, uh, yeah. and all you ever want to do is pitch Yost and Joey Gladish. So I played third base. And then you'd bring me in like a random game. I'm so used to throwing off the infield. Don't get any bullpen sessions. Throwing like an infielder off the mound, you're like, yeah, you suck. You know, it just well, toss me to the side.
0: If you didn't get bullpen sessions, that's your fault. Because I pitch pitchers all the time at practice. But no, that, well, that's your just, fault. I
1: never got the invite. <laughs>
0: yeah, still salty. Anyway, how many championships do we go to? Uh, at least
1: six. We've if been not the, more.
0: We've been to ten been to 10 championships at different levels. We've won at least five of those. More than that. But I love it. And now you're following in the footsteps and you're going to see. And, and we're we're the on nice pace thing, to go to the playoffs the first the, year in the league. The nice thing is, is is Dexter came down the alley the other day and he's got the itch too so we might come back and coach the yeah. bases for you next year. Play,
1: playing a team that's 0-9 tomorrow but I keep telling them I'm, don't like, look past it. I'm playing hard. You know this is not just a rollover game. This is going to be you know there's going to be certain guys that get certain chances tomorrow absolutely but short leash I, I like think
0: usual. tomorrow you got to start your, you got to start your stud start my stud, but I'm and, bringing
1: guys in. I haven't pitched in a while
0: and you got to get runs. You got to get runs, make it comfortable. And once you get runs, man, the sky's the limit. You can do what you got to do, but yeah. that's enough for this podcast, guys. Uh, the Yankees are getting lit up, but uh, it's getting hot in this room. And
1: yeah, like I said, check us out on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook page, all of the above show some love. Hope you guys enjoyed our voices today. And we will catch you next time guys. Peace.